WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! Listen up, slap nuts. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar EC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Bella Twins. This is Pat Patterson. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. Bottle boom! Realest guys in the world. How you know? I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes with your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. You can just call me Taker. Oh my God, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my God, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you'd come. Guess who's back? (laughs) Hey, hey. I used to be broke, confused, no joke. Got you, smoke dope, paid dues, refused to give up quick. Now there's 10 million motherfuckers on my dick. So broke. Stand still, uh. I'm the illest fool, cooler than the water in a swimming pool. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. Brought by our friends over at gerwick.net. Wrestling figure photography. Follow the journey today at MBG1211 and PW. Or no, not them. Not them. Everybody take a shot. I screwed up the plug. TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans. There we go. It's been a rough week for me. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is my ever faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sir Rockin. Oh, it's been a it's been it's been an hour. It's been a week. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's the Rack Live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. Rack Radio Show on Twitter. At Lindsay Ward on Twitter. Come to WildTalkRadio.com. GarwickNet. RackRadioShow.com. You can interact with us live. Talk to us. We'll talk to you. The whole communication thing. It's a thing. We've got stuff to talk about, stuff to do. It's a big week. It's a big week. We have a huge show. It is stacked. We are talking TakeOver. We are talking Rumble. We're talking SmackDown. We're ha- we have news. I mean, God, we just have so much to talk about. It's it's insane. It is absolutely insane. I just, yeah. And at some point during the show, we have an announcement to make. We do? We do. Talk about it later. I would hope so, because I, this is the first I've heard of it. It's so secret, even I don't know. Yes, you do. Do I? Yeah. Did we've talked about this? We, 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 yes, we've talked about it. Read the Skype chat now. Read the Skype chat now. That doesn't count! But we gotta tell the people what's, you know, to, 
the thing. Oh, right, that thing. Right, right. Yes, we did discuss that, yes. Never mind, I do know it is not that secret that even I don't know. Sorry. My bad. My bad. But anyway, I say we stop screwing around. Well, no, before we do that, I have to tell the story. Because the intro music, I was sitting here in stitches. Because when I went to college, this is where this song took me back. When I first started going to college, all those many, many years ago, I went to a conservative Methodist college. So naturally, you know, being me being me and my good friend being my good friend at the time, we got the explicit version of that album and would blast it in our dorm. Another fact about this song, this was the song for the Royal Rumble 2002, which somebody here went to. Yes! Yes, if you actually um, pull up Rumble 2002 during the John Cena match, you can actually see me during the John Cena match. I'm in a pink and black striped shirt. John Cena stole my water bottle. I'm still waiting to get it back. No, that was Armageddon. He stole, stole your water bottle. All right, no, you can't see me on Rumble. You can see me on Armageddon. I can't keep them straight. But you were there for Rumble, and you got your water bottle got stolen in 2003 or four, whatever it was. No, I re- no Rumble was when Taker came out, and he came out on his bike, and his bike was so loud that you he cut above the crowd. That's what that was. But yeah, no, Rumble was cool because where I was sitting, you could actually kind of, we could see behind the stage a little bit, so you could see who was getting ready to come out. Speaking of the Royal Rumble in 2018, it's coming here to Philadelphia. Is it? It's coming here to Philadelphia. The whole weekend is coming here. Four days of WWE, NXT TakeOver, Royal Rumble, Raw, and SmackDown Live. Dude, you need to go. Maybe. You need to go. You should at least go to NXT. Maybe. You should at least bring me Bray Wyatt. Oh, at least bring you Bray Wyatt. That's a requirement now? That's a requirement. You grab him by his ear and you drag him down here. Because you got, he has some splaining to do. He has some serious splaining to do, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But, you know, speaking of weekends and big events, the access schedule has been released for WrestleMania, including all the signings, dates, the times. Speaking of Bray Wyatt, he does have a signing date. He's signing on Saturday? Oh, he's on the Saturday, yes. During... Is he at one or is he He's at, at six o'clock, I believe. Okay, so he's got the pre-Hall of Fame spot. No. Rollins has got the Hall of Fame spot. Hall, Rollins has the Hall of Fame spot on Friday, because remember, Hall of Fame's now on a Friday. And actually, oh, he's got the, Bray's got the takeover spot. He is right before takeover spot, yeah. That's awkward. So, yeah, because with the whole thing now, we're in WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame is now on a Friday. Seth Rollins won't be at the Hall of Fame. Everyone else gets to go, but Seth, know, he's the main star who's not going to the Hall of Fame. Others won't be there as well, because, you know, there's other signings. But he's the premium VIP or just a VIP on that weekend. But I think that's a good call to have Rollins dur- during the Hall of Fame because, you know, if they're going to do Rollins Hunter and Hunter's at the Hall of Fame, it kind of makes sense to not have Rollins sitting in the background. Like, I get you can have him sit backstage, but, you know, the fact that, oh, hey, we're separating Rollins and Triple H to make this seem more believable, if they even thought about that, seems like a play to me. Just kind of sort of helps emphasize that a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a just a tad, tad bit. Speaking of WrestleMania weekend, the one, mm. the one story, I knew I forgot a story to tell you, and it tied all together um, as I was looking up the access stuff really quick. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair's getting a statue. That's right! That's right! That was the one story this afternoon I could remember. Right. So Rick I, Flair- I knew we had a couple where it was like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to do this, and we're going to talk about this, and this, and this, and this, and it's like, what, what the hell is that last one? And we talked That's about it. we talked about it last night, too, and we just forgot. We did. We just forgot. Because it, it's a story, but it's not a story. So it's like, Ric Flair's going to get the statue just like Dusty Rhodes got, like Andre a Giant got, and the Ultimate Warrior has. So he's going to be the next one. They had some model in there taking the, doing the Ric Flair in his prime shot, <laughs> doing the hard cast for it. I really kind of hope it's less creepy than the other two statues, or the other statues that they've made. Because I am not going to lie, the warrior statue is really creepy. Like, really seriously creepy. And the dusty one isn't much better. 
Right. It's just whoever's doing the sculpt. Like, I get whoever's doing the sculpt is doing him from, you know, basically pictures because Dusty and Warrior are sadly no longer with us. But it's like they did such a nice job on the Andre one. And then the next two were kind of like, oh. Now, do catch everyone up. Uh, Randy Orton's on Thursday, March 30th. At 8 p.m. Rollins is Friday on March 31st, 7 p.m. Reigns, Styles, and Ambrose during the day on Saturday. Kurt Angle is on Sunday morning. That's all premium VIP. VIPs, regular VIPs are Sasha at 6 p.m. and Enzo and Big Cass on Thursday. Shinsuke is on Friday. And on Saturday, wow, they moved, oh, look, they, they moved Seth Rollins. Huh. Oh, they moved him. Where did they move him to? No, 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 wait, never, never was, never was. I said, there was, he was in the premium. I was like, wait, what? I thought I just read it. Shinsuke is on Friday 31st at 5 p.m. Saturday is Joe, Nikki Bella, Chris Jericho, Bray Wyatt, and Bailey all spread out. So Bailey gets a missed takeover. She has the 8 p.m. slot. And Ed is the VIP on April 2nd. Interesting that Taker is not signing this year. Yeah. Uh, general admission is $55. VIP is $110. Premium VIP is $190. Children and two are free. Oh, God. They raise the prices. Like, they really raise the prices. The regular VIP is now $110. 110 yeah. Holy shit. This is where we can compare, maybe. Uh, no, they don't have the ticket prices listed uh, from last year. They were like 75 At one point, the VIPs were $75, and the tickets to access were like $35. So they've jacked the price significantly. I mean, actually, no, actually, last year's they were no, they're the same price as last year. Well, it's from whenever I went to Access, they've jacked the price. Six, six years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, no. So, knowing that, I don't know if that really... I hate to disparage, like, access, just, like, the regular access. I don't know if $55 makes it worth it. And it's one thing if you could get in all day for $55, but that's for a four-hour session. That's it. Yeah. That's all you get in for, is for four hours for $55. And so, you're standing in line for most of it. But... So, you maybe get to meet, like, two people. On the same token, since they're now running NXT there sometimes, like they did last year, maybe we'll do it again this year. You pay $55 and you can sit at an NXT taping. That's not too bad, then. That's not too bad. Like, you get to go to the NXT tapings, but still, you know, $55 for four hours, that doesn't really make it worth it. Now, 110 for the VIP signing, that makes it at least somewhat worth it because you've got a guaranteed shot of meeting whoever you're paying to see. So, for example, if I were to go down to Orlando and pay $110 to go meet Bray Wyatt, I can get my picture and everything with Bray Wyatt. So, I don't know. And then, how much is it for the premium? 190 190 Are they going to take me to dinner? No, you get the same same stuff you do for a premium VIP. But don't you get a little bit more time with them? Like, isn't it a more limited tickets? Yeah, the tickets are limited, yes. Because I think there, it's like you get the picture with them, and you get a more long, like a longer interaction with them, and like the premium's a little bit different. The only thing you're guaranteed is an autographed professional photo with a premium VIP WWE superstar, exclusive VIP line access, and an 8x10 glossy photo of the appearing superstar. That's, <laughs> that's what you're guaranteed. Okay. And the, you get the same thing for VIP as well, so... There you go. Fair enough. But yeah, so if you're interested in going access, you can go to www.com. They have all the details there. And also you can get your tickets at ticketmaster.com. Um, just from my personal standpoint, I would go for the VIP or the premium if you really want to meet somebody. But otherwise, I don't know if I would want to go. Well, if you're just going there for the experience and a lot of things are more expensive these days, then go. I was going to say, if you're on a budget 
and you have to choose between something else and access, choose whatever the other thing is. Because access is a lot of fun, but for me, it was like, you go in once, you see it once, it's like, yeah, okay, been there, done that, you know, because you walk around and you can see all the superstars, and you, it's like, but everybody has lines, it's hard to get close to people, and you, you spend a lot of time standing around waiting, so it's like, yeah, okay, this is, this is alright, but, I mean, if you go to Mania and you want to experience access, go experience it, go have fun. But it's like, once you do it, you're kind of like, yeah, okay, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, what's going on? Anything else fun? No? Okay. So, that's just my two cents on it. Some people probably go and have a great time. Like, I almost wish they had, they would release, like, a day pass or a weekend pass to access where you pay a certain amount of money for access all weekend. That would be cool, but they don't do that. That would be really cool, but they don't do that. Because here's the thing about access is, you know, for the premium VIP and the VIP, you know where they're going to be. For everybody else, you don't know when they're going to be there. Like, most of the superstars are really good about tweeting out, hey, I'm going to access. I'm going to be here from this time to this time. So you have to watch their Twitters and see. But there's really no forewarning of who's going to be there. And then halfway through, they flip people. So it's like you could be waiting in line for Seth Rollins if he was not a premium VIP. And, you know, halfway through, he's done. So they flip him and they bring out... Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil or somebody else. So you know, it's like you may not get to meet the person you want to meet. Yeah. So I would say if you really want to meet someone and they say they're going to be there, get there early, get their first thing, and get in their line first. Because they will cap the lines for that person. Because we were waiting for Regal and we ended up meeting Nash. So just my two thoughts, two cents. Take them or leave them, whatever you want. Anyway, moving on, because we have no transition for this, we have to talk about what we were talking about, Bray Wyatt. We'll keep talking about Bray Wyatt, because, you know, Bray Wyatt is one of the cover boys for the brand new WWE Champions video game, which can be downloaded on all your mobile devices. He's one of the many characters in the game. If you download him in the first, uh, get the game in the first 24 hours, you get Bray Wyatt in the game right away. After 24 hours, I guess, because I haven't got him yet. But, when you look at Bray Wyatt. When you look at their iTunes page or you go to WWE.com, look at information about the game. They show the Bray Wyatt Wyatt family logo. But this is Oh, not, we're talking about that. But this isn't just any ordinary logo, is it now? No. No, it's not. So here's the thing about that logo. Years and year or no, I shouldn't say years and years ago, but a year a few years ago, when Bray Wyatt debuted, everybody wanted a copy of that logo. To use in fan art, to use to get tattoos of, whatever. There was no copy of it anywhere in existence that you could find, or a good copy of it anywhere in existence. So, one late night, because I used to work night shifts, I took it upon myself to recreate the logo, because that's what I do. That's what, one of the, my many talents, is recreating logos. And I did a fair likeness of it. It's slightly different from the original to avoid copyright infringement, but it's a recreation of the logo Nonetheless, and I put it out online for free because it's copyrighted material and I cannot sell it. If you Google Bray Wyatt logo, it's like one of the first ones that comes up. It's a Illustrator file. So anyway, I have seen it pop up multiple places. I've seen people getting tattoos with it. I've seen it in art. I've seen it potentially on Bray Wyatt himself. We're still not, the jury's still out on that because it's, I'd have to look at the shirt laying flat to know for sure. But yeah, funny enough, Rock sends me a picture of the WWE Champions game today. A picture of Bray Wyatt. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a nice Bray Wyatt. And he's like, look at the logo. And sure enough, 
my craptastic recreated logo is on the announcement for Bray Wyatt. And not only is it in the announcement, it's in the game. Somebody at the, whoever designed it, went out, Googled Bray Wyatt logo, found my logo, downloaded it, and put it in the game. To which I say, what the hell, WWE, can you not give your designers vector assets? Can you, like, not, you know, say, here, here is all our, you know, copyrighted material, please use this. As opposed to making designers go Google stuff? Like, what the hell? So it's available now for iOS and Android. No, I, it's just, I'm a designer, right? Or I'm not a designer. I'm an art director, technically. That's what I do for a living. So I make ads. I build ads. So it's like, I have to go find logos all the time if clients don't give them to us. We have to go find them. Let me tell you what a pain in the ass that is. That is... That is difficult because then people complain, oh, why isn't it high res enough? And then you have to explain to them, well, you didn't give me anything, so we had to go find this one. Anyway, completely different rant. It's like you would think with them designing a video game for WWE, the WWE would be like, here, here are all our logos. Here's everything that you'll need to design this game. Nope. They went and Googled stuff. I just, I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. Like, WWE bought and paid for this. And they didn't even give them everything they needed. I just, I can't with that. That's insane. Available now for iOS and Android. I'm not blaming the video game company. I'm, I just, I think it's hilarious. But we had to point that out. Because, you know, reasons. Available now for Android and iOS. (laughs) Anyway, moving on, because, you know. What's not available for Android and iOS. What's not available for Android and iOS, but coming soon to your televisions, is Xavier Woods hosting an an award show. All right, it's not, he's not coming to television. I don't, I don't maybe maybe it is. I don't know. But he is going to be hosting the South by Southwest Gaming Awards in March. He'll be there hosting alongside uh, Sanja Reed, which is, oh my god, it's Firefox on Twitch. He's going to be hosting the award show uh, this March, March 18th in Austin, Texas, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. local time. So that's pretty cool. It's a big thing. It's a, he's an awesome video on his YouTube channel. I'm up down now, and he explains everything that's going on with it. So that's pretty cool. I think that's really cool. I think that's really neat. So go him. I I, I actually do want to see it because I want to see him host. I would assume because I think it would be entertaining as hell. I would assume since it's a gaming one, and maybe they'll put it up on Twitch. They'll, yeah, they'll either do a Twitch stream of it or they'll um, do some kind of sh- like a YouTube stream, something. You would think. He can stream it from his channel. He could, if they, they allow it. So, as we're doing a show, I'm watching Royal Rumble 2013, Young Bo Dallas. As opposed to old Bo Dallas? This was before he became Bo Leave Bo Dallas. Oh, before he severed his kidney? Uh-huh. This is, so that's why I'm calling him Young Bo Dallas. Really Young Bo Dallas, yeah, because I think he's only like 19 there. I don't even think he's legal yet. So, yeah. Speaking of award shows, John Cena will be hosting the Kids' Choice Awards. Look at him landing the award show gigs. So that that's pretty cool for John Cena. So he's hosting another one. He hosted the SBs. Now he's doing kids. He should have a lot of fun with the the Kids Choice Awards. Yeah, he should have a lot of fun. That will take place on Saturday, March 11th at 8 p.m. on Nick. Yay! He also hosted the Teen Choice Awards, so he's gone. He's going down in age. I I don't know if that's a good good thing or a bad thing. Not sure on that. So anyway, we're just going to move on. We are just going to, you know, leave that right there because, you know... You do the fake grin. It's not a bad thing. It's not... It's a good thing. Anyway. Thanks, Miles. I say we take our first break of the evening. We're going to take a break and, yeah, do more stuff. So when we come back, we are doing 
our NXT recap, and we are talking all things TakeOver. You don't want to miss it, so you're listening to The Rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we'll be right back. Have you subscribed to the Rack Radio Show YouTube channel? If you haven't, here is what you are missing. Five days of WWE 2K17 content featuring Mashup Monday featuring your favorites performing entrances of other WWE superstars. Tuesday is Raw Redo featuring a recreation of a match from the previous night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Wednesday is Wild Card Wednesday, where anything could happen in WWE 2K17. Thursday is Throwback Thursday, featuring a historical matchup from WWE history. Friday is Fantasy Friday, featuring a dream match between two WWE superstars. Plus monthly simulations of every WWE pay-per-view. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now to youtube.com slash rec radio show for daily content from WWE 2K17. Out and about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR, wherever you are. Do you feel a little bit empty inside after the rack goes off the air on Thursday nights? Well, don't fret, because the rack has a little something extra for you in the form of the Rack Extra. Join us as we review the weekly happenings with your favorite Total Divas. From start to finish, we give you our reactions to all the relationship drama, the infighting, and all the trips to the plastic surgeon's office. Join us as we get all up in that Kool-Aid of the Total Divas with the Rack Extra, weekly right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Trust me, it's simply thebomb.com. What is the greatest cartoon TV show of all time? CB Radio has decided. It's the greater than great debate, heard every Saturday night, midnight as she stern on CB Radio only on the Wild Talk Radio Network.
back to the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, a huge shout-out to our friends over at Gerwick.net and TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans, as well as everybody listening to us over at wildtalkradio.com, rockradioshow.com, and Gerwick.net. Thank you so much for joining us. And we are about to dive into NXT. It's time for this week's edition of the NXT Rundown. Alright, let's get into NXT, shall we? Let's jump into it. Well, last week we had the challenge from Liv Morgan where she stepped up to Ember Moon told her she wanted to fight, Ember accepted, and this week we had Ember Moon versus Liv Morgan kicking off NXT. They had a more competitive match than I thought they would. Yes, Moon dominated most of the match, but Morgan held her own for a couple minutes at least. But in the end, the stunner uh, was the finish. Uh, There was one impressive spot where she just chucked Liv Morgan out of the ring. Like, Liv had the guillotine on, and then she just lifted her up and threw her out of the ring, which is impressive. Yeah, yeah, that was, and Liv just took that spot beautifully. I mean, it was really well done. Liv, Liv hung really well with Ember, but you can tell Ember is just a little bit better than Liv. Actually, a lot better than Liv. Um, which but is, yeah, which is to be expected because Liv's only been doing this for about a year, year and a half at this point, two years maybe. Yeah, Ember made her look really, really, really good. Ember did everything she could to help Liv look good, despite the fact that Liv lost the match. Ember tried to help her out as best she could, but ultimately, Ember beats Liv Morgan. We had a backstage promo between uh, Andrade and Almas and Roderick Strong, leading to their matchup at TakeOver, which we'll get to in a minute. No way Jose beat the dude who just randomly showed, out of the, showed up out of the blue, Kona Reeves. And, well, they drifted, drifted away with the drifter as... The drifter showed up, saying to Noe with Jose. Jose told him basically to go to hell, and basically told, sang his own drift away song. Just drift away, just drift away. This is okay. It wasn't anything special, but it's like, hey, we're doing Noe Jose probably versus a drifter, which okay. So that will probably happen in two weeks on NXT. I don't th- unless they add to takeover. I don't think they'll add to takeover. They'll probably ta- they could tape it before takeover in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll make it to the main show. Unless, unless they have time, they, they need to film. But that's coming to a future match. On NXT TV. What else happened? Well, we had an appearance from the Sanity Leader himself. That's right. Eric Young wrestled a, I guess, no-name opponent. I'm sure he had a name. I didn't write it down. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Eric Young came out. He wrestled. He won. The rest of Sanity came with him. They murdered the dude. Nikki Cross hugged the big new hairy guy. Big Damo, whatever. Killian. Whatever his name is now. Killian, yeah, Killian Damon or something like that. But Big Damo, essentially, and Eric Young threatened Ty Dillinger, told him that he had made the wrong decision, and at TakeOver, he was going to pay for it. This was okay. I am I am not a huge fan of Sanity. I actually really don't care for it at all. Um, But I really kind of like Nikki Cross. <laughs> I really like that little psychopath a lot. Wait, you like, like, just, you like a psychopath? What? I know. That never happens, right? Never Ever happens. News to me. Brand new, brand news, brand new news to me, yeah. (laughs) But no, it's just like her. I think my whole favorite part is, right, the dudes lay in the mat after Young's beating him, and what do they do? They grab Nikki Cross, and they hold on to her, and they pull her back. 
so Damo can squash the dude. And then when Damo squashes the dude, she hugs him. I love that. That was just so well done. It's like, you nope, know, nope, this little five foot two, just Scottish fury that they have to hold back because, you know, she will kill you in the face. It's amazing. It is amazing. And then, speaking of Nikki Cross, she was involved in the final segment of the show, which was a basically four-way female brawl. Okay, I'm just going to preface this. So Regal comes out, and Regal's like, this is a really bad idea. I know this is a bad idea. But you know what? We're going to go forward with it anyway, because it's it's WWE. That's what we do. We We move with bad ideas. And so he admits this. And then he's like, but everybody has assured me. We're not going to have a fight. We're not going to have a fight. So you have Charlie introduce Peyton and Billy. They come out. They take shots. Then they introduce Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross comes out. They're trying to hold her back. You know, she's basically kind of almost foaming at the mouth. And then they introduce Asuka. And Asuka is just like, you know, everybody got their full entrance. They did their full entrance. You know, whole spiel. Asuka's like, screw your stuff comes running down to the ring and just starts beating the crap out of anybody she can get her hands on. And this huge brawl breaks out. So it's like, you know, Regal's like, but you promised you you, you weren't going to fight. And Oscar's like, I lied. Like, she goes after Peyton and Billy. She goes after Nikki Cross. They all, you know, Peyton and Billy at one point got the upper hand. They all fight each other. Um, Peyton and Billy end up on the outside. Asuka and Nikki fight each other. And at one point, Asuka makes it out of the ring. and Or no, then security come out. Asuka starts beating the crap out of the security, which was one of my favorite thing of this entire show. That we had Asuka literally beating up men twice her size. Like, she's just kicking the crap out of them. And they're all backing off, like, yeah, okay, all right, we're not touching you, no. And Nikki was following suit with slaps and punches and kicks and everything else as they tried to fight off security. Eventually, they got hold of Asuka. They're holding on to her. And Nikki Cross is like, yeah, I'm just going to jump on you now. Wee! Wee! And so she takes this huge top uh, rope dive onto Asuka and security, and they're all laying there. And Peyton and Billy are standing on the stage looking horrified, going, oh my god, we screwed up. We have screwed up so bad. (laughs) We're doomed. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, they're doomed. Because it was like, there's one point where Regal's trying to hold back Nikki Cross and Peyton and Billy, and he's so much bigger than all of them. Like, you don't get a sense of William Regal's height until you put him, like, next to Nikki Cross, who's 5'2". You know, so it's like, you see how tall Regal is, and he's trying to hold him back and, you know, trying not to touch them. But it's, he just fails. And it, at some point, Regal's just like, oh, screw it, just let him fight. We're good. And that's how you close the NXT. So, we're going to there's a perfect transition, we're getting right into the Fatal Fluway NXT Women's title match. But as I'm watching the Royal Rumble, it's the moment where Daniel Bryan actually, Daniel Bryan eliminates Kane. Bryan gets eliminated. And Kane but, catches him. And Kane catches him. And they're screaming back and forth at each other with Daniel hugging Kane with his legs wrapped around them. in one of the funniest moments of, of that Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, I remember that. And it's like, Kane, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm just going to drop you. So, there you go. Anyway, perfect transition. Fatal for my NXT Women's title. You have Payne Royce, Nick Cross, Billy Kay, challenging the one and only, the undefeated, undefeated, Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. I said this to Rock when I was watching NXT that when Peyton and Billy have their falling out, it's going to be epic. It's going to be absolutely epic. And I think you could start to maybe tease it a little bit here. I don't know where you have miscommunication or you have them, you know, both go for the title because I'm sure they haven't worked out who's going to get the title, you know, thinking the other is going to be like, oh yeah, you don't have it. Totally take it. But 
I think there's going to be a lot of miscommunication between Billy and Peyton because eventually they're going to have to fight each other. They're going to have to come at odds for that title. Um, I think the wild card in this is Nikki. They've set her up to be the wild card because you don't know what she's going to do, but I actually wouldn't mind seeing what Asuka and Nikki could do in a fight. Not necessarily in a wrestling match, but in a fight. In that the- being said, Go ahead. That being said, I say Oscar retains. This is would be the perfect way to get the belt off of Oscar without her taking the fall. Agreed. But the money match is Ember Moon and Oscar. Yep. That's WrestleMania weekend. Yep. Oscar retains. Yep. Video game and the eight ball agree. Oscar retains. There's no need to take the title off of her right now. There no. really isn't. Not when you haven't had Ember Moon challenge yet. And I have a feeling this match could be a surprisingly good match. Because you have four people in it, there's less challenge on Asuka to carry the match. And between Asuka and Billy, they should have this in hand. And since they all train at the performance center together, they've probably practiced this match a bunch. Yeah, they've probably worked it out. If, if, and if they haven't and it's a crappy match, then that's their own fault. But since they've had the time to prepare it, this could be an underrated match of the weekend. Yep. Alright, let's go to Roderick Strong versus Andrade Cien Almas. Strong. This is Roderick Strong's first matchup uh, on an NXT TakeOver show since debuting uh, at the end of last year. If this is the star of the program, I would say Andrade. Then have Strong get his win back. Andrade still does nothing for me. I mean, he's better as a heel, but his matches don't strike me as, oh my god, I must watch. Roderick Strong, we all know, is a very talented individual. Uh, I'm going to go Roderick Strong on this one just because I think he's the more talented individual. The video game in 8-Ball Grey. Roderick Strong. Yeah, I, I, they're building Roderick Strong Roderick. In, in, into the next phase of, of NXT. That's very clear. Or they're building him to go up to the main roster very quickly. I like Andrade. I think he's very entertaining. I just haven't clicked with him. Maybe because he hasn't been on TV enough. Maybe because they haven't found that right feud for him yet. I'm not entirely sure. I think if they could find him that right dance partner, it would work. And maybe Roddy's that. And maybe Roddy's that. They could do a long-term feud with them. Um... But yeah, I say Roderick Strong gets the win right out of the gate. Imagine Roderick Strong versus Bobby Roode. Yeah, buddy. Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, buddy. There you go. Eric Young versus the Perfect Ten. Ty Dillinger. This is hard to pick. Because they're obviously doing something with Ty. Or you assume they're doing something with Ty. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Ty has sort of run his course in NXT. There isn't a lot more that you can do with him aside from pointing him at the title, which they could potentially do. He's sort of the current version of Tyler Breeze. Yeah, it's like he's been down there a long time. He's reinvented himself multiple occasions. You know, I think it's time that it's either he goes up or he goes away for him. I mean, they don't... They're... Their intention, and when I say they, I mean WWE, is not to have people down in developmental for, you know, three, four, five, six years. Their, their goal is to really turn people, I think, top, from top to bottom, start to finish, in about two years. And that's a complete, we're going to teach you how to wrestle sort of mentality with the guys and girls that already know how to work. I think they want to get them up on the main roster in about a year. I think that's how they work. He has reached his peak in popularity right now. He's, he will not be any more over than he is at this point. So if you're WWE, do you capitalize on that peak? You bring him in at number 10 in the Royal Rumble on Sunday. We'll talk about that in a bit. Here, whether he wins or he loses, I don't think it affects Sunday. I know Saturday is sort of being 
groomed at some point for the main roster, probably later in 2017. This is Eric Young's first takeover. Ty Dillinger is a very good dance partner, as we saw with Bobby Roode. Really- no, I think this is... No. Weren't they at the last one? They wrestled... Um, or they were there, but they hadn't debuted yet. They, they, No, they had debuted, but they wrestled at the event, but it was aired in the following week. But this is his first actual live takeover show. And here's the thing. Yeah, they're pushing Sanity, and Sanity's been on a roll. Eric is the leader. I would give this match to Eric Young. I, I just have a hunch that this is going to be Ty's last match in NXT, and they're getting ready to send him up to the main roster, and so they're letting him fight. Do kind of that what they do for everybody, which is they do the big send-off match with almost pull like the dream match sort of deal. And for, you know, for Ty, they pulled Eric Young. So I think this is Ty's send off. So I say Eric Young. As do I. Video game goes with EY, but the eight ball is all about the perfect 10, which leads us to the tag team title match. Jenna Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa defending the uh, titles DIY, defending against the authors of pain. This is another hard one to pick because you've had the authors of pain be so dominant and nobody's been able to hang a loss on them yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just storm their way through the Dusty Rose Classic. They've stormed their way through the tag team division. They've, you know, reached the top. They've reached Tommaso and Gargano. And now it's, they're going for the titles. You just put the titles on DIY. After having them have a long struggle with the revival, I don't see them taking the titles off them just yet unless you're sending them up to the main roster, which I don't think they are. No, they're not ready for the main roster. I mean, they're ready, but they're not. You, there's not enough, there's no spots ready right now for them. Yeah. So it's, I want to see DIY hang the first loss on the Authors of Pain. But at the same time, I, I just have this hunch that they're going to have the Authors of Pain win. I have a feeling this match ends in disqualification. The problem is, I don't know which side's going to get disqualified. Well, here's the factor. It's like, Argano and Chiampa have the titles. Authors of Pain want, want the titles. So you could either have Ellerling interfere, or you could have the Revival show up for this. Or you could have TM60... Excuse me, so sorry. You could have the other half of... Oh, wait, no. They didn't mess up TM61, dude. The Revival did. Revival did, yeah. Right, sorry. Never mind. Scratch that. By the way, Shane Thorne out seven to nine months. Feel better, Shane. Um, Chiampa and Gargano retain via disqualification as the authors of pain kick too much ass. I'll go with that. Because they'll be beating on Gargano and Chiampa and they won't break the count or whatever. And the referee yeah. throws out the match. Yeah, I- I'm good with that. I'm completely good with that. Uh, the video game has Gargano and Ciampa. A-Ball says Authors of Pain. Dissension. And then there's the main event. Biggest money match in their terms in NXT history for the NXT title. It's Bobby Roode challenging Shinsuke Nakamura. I feel like they've had bigger, but that's just me. Um... But that being said, Shinsuke is a two-time champion. He won the title back, re-won the title back in December. So he's had it, I think, about a month. You've been grooming Bobby. This is Bobby's second takeover. Third. Well, technically third. Wrestling second. Sitting in the crowd doesn't necessarily count. But anyway. No, it's his wrestling third. Because remember he first came out, and then then this time he had the choir. First time he he came down on the thing. Oh, right. He came down on the cherry picker. Right. Right. He, he's, done, so, he's done Brooklyn and Canada, so now this is his third. They've been building Bobby, and they've been building Bobby, and here's the thing. If you have Bobby Roode lose, who challenges Shinsuke now? Roderick Strong. He's not ready. You're going to take Roderick Strong from seeing Andrade Almas to Shinsuke Nakamura? You got two, you got two and a half months. Mm, I don't say it. 
I don't buy it. I think Shinsuke is better when he chases. I think they want to put the title on Bobby, and seeing as we've you know sort of made it where none of the titles are going to change hands, somebody has to lose a title. And with Joe going up, I would say it's going on Bobby because Shinsuke needs that heel to play off of. And I wouldn't be surprised if they want to make Shinsuke Nakamura a three-time NXT champion and have him be the first three-time champion. Very convincing point. Because here's the thing, while Hunter is hinted Shinsuke is not ready to go up, Shinsuke will be ready to go probably in the next three to six months. Shinsuke is ready. They don't have a spot for him right now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's Shinsuke, they, I think they want to have Shinsuke ready to go when a spot becomes available. So if you take the title off of him, that alleviates that. Where it's like, oh, well, he can go up at any point. We don't need to, you know, all we need to do is make the spot for him. You can have Bobby Roode carry the title. You can have Shinsuke chase it, burn you know, burn his rematch, and then you can have Bobby face off against any number of faces in NXT, including a returning Hideo Itami, if he ever comes back. Oh, son of a bitch. Um, Bobby Roode. Ha <laughs> I was going, I had, I was, I was coming in Shinsuke, Shinsuke, Shinsuke. You made a very convincing point. It just, to me, it's like, it makes sense. You're grooming Bobby Roode to take the title off of Shinsuke. Everything is indicating Bobby Roode. It makes sense to put it on Bobby Roode because Shinsuke is always better when he chases. Like, he's a good champion. He's a great champion, but when he chases the title, he's even better. So it's like, what do you do? Because here's the thing. If Roode loses clean, that's going to kill Roode's momentum for a little bit. And then they have to rebuild him. So they spent all this time building him up only to just, like, cut his legs out from under him. And they don't want to do that. So, yeah. Rude. Video game ain't ball agree. Rude. I'm, I'm so going Shinsuke. If this bites me in the ass, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. You'll yell. I'll grumble. You'll grumble at me. I'll grumble at you. Yeah. So yeah, NXT TakeOver takes place live Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the WWE. Is it 8 p.m. Eastern? I hope it's 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the WWE Network. Check your local listings. <laughs> For time and availability. It's alright, so I say t- we take our second break of the evening, and when we come back, we are going to be doing Smackdown Throwdown, the Royal Rumble, and everybody's favorite, Tweet of the Week. You don't want to miss it, so you're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we'll be right Thirty men. Ten teams. One winner. Which one of your favorite WTR personalities was able to put together the winning combination and outlast the competition in the WTR Rumble? Find out at youtube.com slash show. It's time to rumble only at youtube.com slash radio show. Can't catch a WTR program live? Well, we've got three easy ways for you to listen whenever you want. First, listen to the Wild Talk Radio Network on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes and search for Wild Talk Radio Network and subscribe to our feed. Secondly, download the Stitcher Radio app and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. And finally, 
just visit the archive section right here at wildtalkradio.com and you can download every single episode of all your favorite programs. Best of all, it's free. Keep up to date and spread the word to your friends on how you can be part of the Wild Talk Radio Network listening experience. What is the greatest comedy movie of all time? This Saturday night, CB Radio decides. It's the greater than great debate, heard every Saturday night, midnight ish Eastern on CB Radio only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join Wrestle Talk Radio every Sunday night live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! From the big returns... Maybe I have one more ass-kicking left in me. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moments. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly, rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch! It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. This is Kane from WWE, and you're listening to The Rack on Wild Talk Radio.
Radio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, a huge shout-out to everybody listening to us over at Gerwick.net, RackRadioShow.com, and WildTalkRadio.com. Thank you so much for joining us. You've missed the news. You've missed NXT, but you are just in time for Tweet of the Week. Used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place, and I was so bitter until I found Twitter. Oh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling. A hundred forty characters or less is what you're giving. My addiction starts to climb. I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting No more, no more It cannot wait I'm sure This is Scott Fishman I heard the Secret Service was told to be on the lookout for Steve Austin They remember the last time he met Donald Trump and is the gift of Austin stunning Trump and Trump taking it terribly. Piers Morgan tweeted out, I'm planning a men's march to protest at the creeping global emasculation of my gender by rabid feminists. Who's with me? And Nick Offerman replies, I'm headed to Sundance. Hashtag Women's March. You're welcome to come feel the weight of my feminist balls in your tiny hand if it'll help. And Nick Offerman followed it up with, I'm a nasty girl. Hashtag Women's March. And he's in one of the pink pussy hats. It's amazing. Bless him. That's all I got. EC3. My political stance will always be conservative with my words, liberal with my fist. Hashtag inauguration day. Giant Canton. Hacksaw spent decades chanting USA while Trump can't even sell a stunner. Come on. WWE creative Despite what the liberal media says, TNA's audience has been huge. Bigger than WrestleMania, said Donald Trump. Bruce, Bruce Arthur. Packers playing good CFL defense. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Eisen, the Chris Hogan Facebook Live is going to be lit. Robbie, Ethan Carter, hungover update. So hungover, he just texted me, hi babe, by mistake. Are you sure it was a mistake? EC3 goes, don't make me expose you. See, not a mistake. Zack Ryder goes, I bet Rob, uh, Robbie E doesn't sit by round. He goes, not my fault I'm, if I'm away when it's my turn. Very conveniently, you're always away when it's... Your turn. So it works, yo. Artie Reynolds, vroom, said the milk truck when asked about inducting real Kurt Angle. Bailey, Sasha Banks just stopped me from eating one piece of Reese's peanut butter cups with my coffee. What a mom. Boo! Keep it five star. Did you ever, did you ever BS a book report for a school presentation? That's Goldberg on Raw right now. He didn't even read Spark notes. Okay, but can we can we talk about that for a second? Like Goldberg's screwing up his lines on Raw, and you know Taker's laying under the ring, going, "God damn it, Bill! Just you know, somebody send out Brock. Just get this over with." Speaking of John Cannon, Brock, why are you late, Taker? I was laughing at the bald idiot cutting his head open. Now we know. Yeah. By the way, wait a wait a headbutt a door, Goldberg. Wait a headbutt a door. Uh, Josh goes new. Trump hit $2 million suit by contractor claiming unpaid bills for rush to open Trump D.C. Hotel. Translation from Keith Olbermann. Real Donald Trump also tried to con the contractor by telling him he'd be reimbursed by Mexico later. Or the Nigerian princess. <laughs> Luke Harper tweeted, It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Rusev. Yes. Total divas. Thank you, Rusev. WWE Creative. Forget who's next. 
Get the new Goldberg What's My Line shirt. Hashtag. <laughs> this one is courtesy of our friend TJ Omega, who sent this to me. And I had to read. I have to read it on air. The Nature Boy Ric Flair goes, Need your help, Twitter. What does it? It's lit. Oh, Rick. Twitter, oh, rep- Rick. Twitter replied, Adjective. A. To be styling profile, limousine ride, jet flying, kiss dealing, wheeling dealing, and B. Woo! Yes, Twitter actually replied to it. Well, I'm not surprised, and I shouldn't be surprised. I, I, I had to explain that to a friend of mine, what lit meant. She didn't know what lit meant, so I had to explain it to her. But the fact that Twitter replied to Ric Flair. Why wouldn't Twitter reply to Ric Flair? He's Ric Flair, for the love of God. I Don't love, leave him hanging. I love the people who are, the, the, the corporate accounts that are snarky now with the responses, because it's amazing. Oh, God. You could tell which people have, like, which social media coordinators have senses of humor, and who doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's like, just all the food chains that get into it every day, and, you know, everybody else who's just, like, snarky, and, yeah. It's just amazing. It's so amazing. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you're getting these tweets all day, and everybody's complaining, and then somebody sends you a smart-ass comment, and it's like, how are you not going to respond to that in similar smart-ass fashion? You just can't. With that being said... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... This new Smackdown. Showdown. Yes! 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 Alright, we're going to quickly run through this. Dean and Miz battle for the Intercontinental title. Dean won in the Lumberjack match where all the Lumberjacks were trying to kill Dean Ambrose. Easy enough. That was the saddest group of Lumberjacks I think I've seen in a long time. Because they were all the people in the battle royal for a shot at a spot in the Royal Rumble, which was won by Mojo, who got hyped in his mini battle royal. Hey! Cena and AJ Styles threw down verbally. We'll talk about that when we preview the match. Yeah. Mickey got her cray-cray on as she talked about, you know, Alexa's the only one who remembered, her, you know, her history, and she's tired of this women's revolution, forgetting about her, and that's why she's back. Becky came out, they they started a brawl, Mickey goes into the crowd, bam, Alexa out of nowhere in the crowd, knocks down, knocks out Becky Lynch, they leave her leg in the ring. I love this. I loved every part of this. I want to talk about it and not speed through it, because number one, Crazy Mickey is back. Bless that Crazy Mickey is back. I love Crazy Mickey. Two, she actually was like, you know, I won my first title from the legendary Hall of Famer Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. And there's that look in her eye where, that she's thinking about the match. And she's like, I remember that match vividly. Or she says, she, she basically implied that she remembered the match. And it's like, yeah, Mickey, we all know why you remember that match. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. And you will see exactly what I'm talking about. It was very tasty. It was very very tasty for Mickey. So yeah, but it's like, crazy Mickey's back, she's teaming with Alexa, I am so digging this. This is amazing. The reason why I sped through the SmackDown throwdown, because we have a lot to get into with the Royal Rumble, yeah, we do. is because of the headline, The Battle for Bray's Love, slash the Sister Abigail Heard Around the World. Oh god. And go! Alright, so they kicked the show off with this, because they had other stuff to get to, but yeah, so you had the fan- you had the family and Randy come out together. Randy is family. Or no, no, not after this, he's not. He wasn't ever, but especially after this. Cheap piece of psy-ass, turning Bray's head. Anyway, so they all came out together. Bray is stoic. Uh, Harper and Orton get in the ring. Bray takes a seat in his chair because, you know, being the whore that he is, he's going to sit there and watch them fight over him like any decent 
man would do. Had he figured out a way to work Dean in there, it probably would have been perfect for him. Moving on. So you have Randy and Luke go back and forth. This wasn't the the knockdown dragout fight I thought this was gonna be. I was actually expecting a little bit more out of this match, but they did it they did a nice job together. You had Bray smiling at both of them, encouraging both of them, yelling at both of them. At one point they made it to the outside, Bray threw them both back in because he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, this is not ending in a count out. No, we you two are gonna fight till you kill each other because i want this settled if you want my love there has to be a winner so in the end luke's going for the discus clothesline randy hits the rko and randy orton defeats luke harper for the battle for bray wyatt's love bray comes in the ring he hugs randy basically it's like hey good job and then he kind of stares thoughtfully down at luke he picks luke up the two embrace and then bray sister abigail's luke harper in the middle of the ring and leaves him lame this would be the point where i scream so loud I woke the dog up, which doesn't take much, but still screamed that loud because it was like, no! So overall, the segment was really well done. It was really good. Enjoyed it thoroughly, despite the fact that it made me cry. But I want to talk about this because there's a couple ways that this could go. There's a couple things that this could be. One, it is Bray Wyatt is, is betraying Luke Harper and he leaves him laying in the middle of the ring and he's going to go be with Randy and Luke is getting a singles push. Great. Fantastic. That's awesome. Two, Randy is going to betray Bray in the Rumble and Luke's going to come in and make the save and Luke's, Luke and Bray are going to get back together. Great. Fantastic. Or Luke and Randy both turn on Bray. They kick him out of the Rumble, costing him the Rumble match and then Randy kicks Luke out and Randy wins the Rumble. Or this is a ruse by Luke and Bray to deceive Orton into thinking that his plan is working and they're just going to take him out at some point. Personally, I like that option best. I don't think that's what's actually happening, but Bray would listen to Luke. And if Luke is seeing that Randy is deceiving them, Bray's not going to be blind to that. Because if he is, he's going to be so sorry potentially on Sunday when Orton screws him over. Because we all know that's coming. Like, we all know it's coming. But yeah, Bray, that was not cool. For, you know, just ditching your your man like that, your work husband, the man that's been beside you for, like, five years, for your side piece. I mean, really? Really, dude. You're going to feel so bad when Randy stabs you in the back. That's that's all I'm going to say. It was not cool. It was cool, but it was not cool. Feel better? I feel better. So can we get into the pay-per-view now? He's such a whore. Yes, now we can do it. Live on the WWE Network this Sunday, starting... At 7 p.m. Eastern, with a two-hour pre-show starting at 5 p.m. Eastern. It is the Royal Rumble. Oh, God, this is going to take forever. (sighs) My favorite event of the year. I love the Royal Rumble match. The Royal Rumble is the best thing they ever do, ever, at all, throughout the year. It brings back so so many memories for me. This is why I I enjoy it so much. That's why I'm saying you should go when it's in Philly. Okay, that's a whole other topic. Anyway, this Sunday is the Royal Rumble. We have we have news about the Royal Rumble because they've moved the match onto the pre-show. Sure. So it's three kick three matches on the kickoff and only four at the Rumble on the main show. Means things are getting time. You can go to facebook.com slash group slash wild talk radio starting tomorrow and post your picks to have some fun with us. Those who entered the Royal Rumble entry contest, congratulations. The, the results are available at wildtalkradio.com. Let's get into the show, shall we? Okay. Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. It's pre-show match number one. We've been building this up ever since Sasha lost the belt. Nia has gone after the injured knee, and it's been a lot of back and forth. Sasha played Nia on Monday, and we go from there. I've enjoyed the build. It's only the beginning. So Nia wins. Yeah, I don't think Sasha's quite ready to beat Nia Jax yet. They need to build to that. Plus, I don't think Nia's had a loss hung on her yet. So you continue to build to that, because I see this going to Mania. 
and pretty much now they're setting up all the Mania feuds. You see kind of where a lot of these, a lot of the lower card matches, which I hate to say about Sasha, but this is going to be a lower card match, are going to go. So, yeah, I say Nia retains. Or Nia doesn't retain, but Nia wins. The video game and the 8-ball disagree with us. They're going with the boss. Usually I'm all team boss. But I just get the feeling Nia's going to win this one. Yeah. Uh, the other pre-show match... It is the tag team title match. Cesaro and Sheamus versus Gallows and Anderson, a.k.a. the club. There will not only be one referee, but there will be two referees, so they will get a clear winner. At some point, they're going to have three referees, so one referee will go one, the second referee will go two, and the other one will go three. That's the way this goes. Um, you just put the belts on Sheamus and Cesaro, but at the same time, the club is always the bridesmaid, not the bride. At some point, they need to become the bride. Here's the thing. With two referees... They're going to have to beat them clean. So either things break down between Sheamus and Cesaro, or the club loses. The problem with this is, is if you have Sheamus and Cesaro lose, what do you do with them after that, once you bring the rematch? Because they're not going to get the titles back on a rematch. They're not going to get the titles back on a rematch. So you're looking at a situation where, do we continue to make them the bridesmaids? And if they continue to make them bridesmaids, when they eventually win it, if they ever do, will it be really worth it? I like Cesaro and Sheamus as a team. They're finally starting to bond. I like Cesaro and Sheamus as champion. I like they're entertaining as champions. And it's like the club are those, you know, boastful heels where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we can take you. We can kick your butt. No problem. And then they always lose. I just, I know you have to pull the trigger on the club, and I know you just put the titles on Sheamus and Cesaro. The only, because it's like, I'm trying to think of what you do with them after, if you have them lose the titles, and I'm really not seeing anything beyond the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, because you really, well, I guess you do have time right now to build them something, but you don't at the same time. If anything, I can see them losing the titles at Mania before they lose them here. Logic brain tells me Gals and Anderson, but I'm going Sheamus and Cesaro. I gotta pick my boys, Sheamus and Cesaro. Video game goes Gals and Anderson, while the 8-ball says Cesaro and Sheamus retain. The new pre-show match is the six-woman tag, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi taking on Alexa Bliss, Cray Cray, Mickey James, and I'm not Bret Hart's niece. I'm, I'm Italian not Hart, damn it. I'm royalty. This one sucks it's on the pre-show, but you understand why, because they need more time for the main show, even though the main show is four hours. I get it. You would want to see them on the main show. Still could be moved back, but right now it's on the pre-show. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the rumble on its own is an hour. Right, and you, uh, you're probably going to give Cena and Styles a lot of time. They could probably go 35 to 45 minutes with everything. Easy. With everything, and I have an idea for what's going to probably eat up some time. We'll talk about it here in a minute. You have Alexa feuding, Alexa and Mickey feuding with Becky. Alexa started a thing with Naomi. Mickey and Natty have been going at it. So you're going to have heat for this match. Been, like, you're going to save the eventual singles matches for the pay-per-view, which airs in two weeks, the Elimination Chamber on the 12th. So this is the stopgap. So you're going to see some sort of combination going forward. Um, I say it's... I already have Nye going over, so... How the babyface team go over here? See, I disagree. It's Mickey James's first pay per view back. It doesn't necessarily make sense to have the heels lose. But then again, based on the Charlotte Bailey match, what I think is going on there. Carry the one, subtract three. Yeah, we'll go with Team Babyface. Video game and eight ball agree. It doesn't make, but I guess it's okay for Mickey because she's on a team. That is going to take the fall. Yeah, Natty will take the fall. And if it's the other way, Naomi's taking the fall. Because I don't remember if Natty and Mickey ever really got along. I'm trying to remember how they were together, and it's like, I don't know it's if a, they it's really... A, it's a blur. 
Yeah, it's kind of a blur. So there could be potential tension between Natty and Nikki, depending on what's going on there. That said, I can see Naomi beating Alexa, leading to Naomi versus Alexa for the title at uh, Chamber. I would be okay with this. I'd be 100% okay with this. Realistically, you could end up with three women's matches at Chamber. Naomi, Alexa, Becky versus Mickey, and Natty versus Nikki. Just put them in the chamber. Maybe you put them in a women's chamber, all six. Just put them in the chamber and let them go. You could do that and save the eventual singles matches. That's not a bad idea either. All right, there we go. Maybe that's the setup. All right, Cruiserweight title is on the line. Rich Swan, you can't handle this, takes on Neville, the king of the Cruiserweights. Cruiserweight title. Neville. It's got to be Neville. Yeah, the, uh, Neville's got to win this. Easy. Hands down. Rich Swan's good. Neville's great. Neville wins. You can't have... I mean, it's like Neville's a heel. You have to put him on top of the division. He's been running around saying he's the king of the cruiserweight ever since he came back. And they aren't afraid of changing that title. Clearly. They really aren't. Yeah. So, I say Neville gets it. Video game and ball agree. Uh, let's see. Alright, we'll go for it. Charlotte versus Becky. Charlotte versus Becky. Charlotte versus Bailey. Raw women's title. They've built this up well. Some people would disagree. Some people aren't a fan. Charlotte is a dominant women's champion. She's the queen of the pay-per-view for a reason. These girls are going to get some time. One reason you get the women off the show. Other women off the show. You give this match a focus. You give these girls 20 minutes. They're going to tear the house down. Easily. 40,000 people strong. Bailey's going to be on fire. Charlotte will be the heel. They've had great matches in the past. They will only continue to get better. That said, it's too early to give the belt to Bailey. Yep. I can see Bailey winning this to keep her strong, but there's some sort of shenanigans that involve Charlotte keeping the title like she wins through DQ or Charlotte doesn't let go of the hold, match gets thrown out, whatever. I can see Bailey winning, but I don't see Charlotte I don't see her getting the title yet. I think they're gonna save that for Mania. Charlotte's gonna win clean where she'll cheat. It's not gonna be disqualification because if she loses by DQ, then she breaks her streak. You're not gonna break the streak like that. So it's gonna be clean. Oh yeah, that's right. Charlotte. Be either shenanigans, her own shenanigans, or she beats her clean with natural selection. Yeah. Charlotte's gonna win. She's gonna ba- retain. Bailey will put up the fight, but in the end Charlotte will retain. Bailey gets the bell at Mania, hands down. Yeah, they're going to build to Bailey getting that title because everybody wants it. Ever since she came up, they've wanted it. So now it's to do that really slow build with Bailey, where it's like, okay, yeah, you know, you need to you need to just build to that moment where just the crowd explodes like they did at Takeover. Bailey can lose and still get the belt. Yep, down the line. All right, eight ball and video game agree. It is for the Universal Championship. Chris Jericho will be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Universal title, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. For about um, six weeks, I believe, Roman Reigns will get the belt. Not 100% sure on it. Brawl, the way Brawl went, it seems like Reigns is set up to lose. He's really set up to lose this one, just based on WWE booking. That being said, I'm going Roman Reigns. I don't want to, but I'm going there. Jericho not being involved, unless your idea is to make Kevin Owens really, really strong, they're not doing that. It's going to end up Kevin and Jericho feuding. The dynamic of Jericho having a belt and Kevin not having one start. Owens gets his rematch at Fastlane, and you go from there. Reigns win. Yeah, it's like you took the U.S. title off of Reigns, you put it on Jericho. Jericho is going to find a way out of the shark cage. It's going to get dropped, Jericho's going to get out. There's probably going to be shenanigans of some varying degree. And with it being no DQ, Jericho can slip brass knuckles through them out the thing. He can lose them, and it could screw over Ro- uh, Kevin Owens, and that could be the start of it. 
you cost me the bell, and Owen's going to be mad. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to put the title on Reigns. It's going to happen at some point. Whether it happens now or it happens at Mania, it's coming. They're going to take it off Owen's, put it on Reigns, because then I think that sets up. Unless they're going to save it for when Balor comes back. But I don't think they're going to have him hold it that long. Kevin's running out of challengers, so you need to you need to move that title. He's had it since August. The last week in August, yes. Yeah, you need to move that title. Just like, it, it's kind of the same situation on SmackDown. And let's get into it, and we'll, we'll review all the picks. AJ Styles, John Cena, WWE title. Oh, the promo on SmackDown. Oh, that was so good. When you lose, you everyone's going to claim... I buried you. I was not. I wasn't built for the indie scene. I was built for WWE. John Cena has been amazing. He's been on fire. He's been old school John Cena. He's had some edge to him since coming back. The recognized line has been awesome. I I get kicked out every time. The guy from Atlanta. <laughs> the guy from Atlanta. Yeah, they've done a great job building this. AJ Styles does not want to give up this title. He believes he deserves to be champion, and he wants to prove that he is better than John Cena. I've been thinking, again, like the Roman Reigns match, I've been thinking, Reigns, 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 I've been thinking, Cena, 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 Cena. AJ. I I want AJ to beat Cena with every fiber of my being, and this is why. Because I want there to be that one person, John Cena, no matter what he does, cannot beat. And for the longest time, that guy was CM Punk. And it produced a fantastic rivalry between the two. I want that rivalry between AJ and Cena, where it's like, Cena is good, but AJ is better, and Cena can't stand it. And it just irritates the ever-living crap out of him, because it's like, he knows he can beat AJ. He knows he can. He just can't get it done in the rain. It's the one thing... And the long list of things that John Cena is capable of doing that he can't do. And I really just, I want that because there has to be that one person that John Cena can't beat. There has to be. And out of everybody that John Cena's faced, and he's faced the entire goddamn roster, there has to be one person that he can't beat. Let it be AJ Styles. Let use John Cena to make AJ Styles. I mean, he's already pretty much there, but it's like, just give him this. Let him have this. Don't, don't. Don't give Cena the title. I know eventually Cena's going to get the title. Don't give Cena the title yet. Let AJ carry it. Let AJ move forward with it. Because there are other challengers on the horizon that he hasn't faced yet that are potentially coming in the form of a beardy man. Which we'll get into in a bit. So, reviewing. I'm going AJ, you're going... I'm going... You know what? I'll go with AJ. Video game and 8-ball goes Cena. Video video game went Roman Reigns and 8-ball went with Kevin Owens to clean that all up. Now we go to my favorite match of the year, the Royal Rumble. 30 men, one winner. You have the largest amount of people, like, high-quality main eventers in this matchup that you've ever had in a long, long time. Think about it. You got Goldberg, The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, just to name a few. You got the New Day. You got Chris Jericho in this matchup. Like, you got all these big-time stars in this match. You got surprises that could happen. One that we can tell you that will not happen. Sorry, Internet. Kenny Omega is not coming to WWE. He will not be in the Royal Rumble. He made made his decision. He is going most likely back to um, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, he announced today that he's going back in a couple months to renegotiate. So... There you go. You have Dean Ambrose. You have The Miz. You have Sami Zayn. Okay, Sami Zayn won't win. But you have Braun Strowman. 
Baron Corbin, who could win this thing. You have Big Cass, Rusev, Sheamus, Cesaro, Mojo Rally. Okay, he won't win. But you got a lot of people. And with all the scenarios thrown around for WrestleMania, and there are a lot, every single match they announce, whether it's Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, which we all know is going to be a match, whether the rumored speculation of Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, happens. Whether it's Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, which we know is going to happen. Rumored could be for a title. But you don't need you don't need a championship. You don't need to win this match to fight for a title at WrestleMania. Or to basically, any of those matches planned, the winner does not need to win this match to get the title match. For that match to change. Basically. Right. You have many, many opportunities. And usually, it's very clear who's winning this rum- winning the rum- Like the one year we all thought Jericho and they pulled out Sheamus. It was like, okay, whatever. That was the one, that was one year huh? Oh, okay. Whatever. Beyond that, it's like, yes, we know Batista's winning. Yes, we know Roman's winning. Yes, last year we know Triple H was winning because it was a Triple H movement. Everyone wanted to deny it, but it was a thing. Ha ha. Triple H movement. Suck it. But. Feel better. I do. But it's one of those things where Undertaker can win, Goldberg can win, Brock can win, Break can win, Randy can win, Chris Jericho can win, Braun Strowman can win. Anything is possible in this match. And I love that. I freaking love it. As far as a winner, I've been saying for six, for, again, this has been. I've been thinking about this Royal Rumble show for about six weeks now. I've been saying Undertaker's going to win. I'm going to go Undertaker. You're holding that hope, aren't you? Why not? I'm okay with Randy winning. I have Randy too, but Roman wins his title. Undertaker wins. Undertaker versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title WrestleMania. I'm okay with that. This is a really hard one to pick because you have all the big name stars in it. And it's so blatantly obvious that any of them could win it and go on to Mania and get the title match. And depending on who the champion is, whether it's Kevin Owens or Roman Reigns, determines kind of who's going to win this match. Or AJ Styles, John Cena, it doesn't matter. Yeah, or AJ Styles. No, I don't think... Or yeah, no, in terms of champion, right? AJ Styles or John Cena. I mean, I think to me, for Roman and Taker, if you're doing Roman and Taker, the title does not need to be involved. I hate every time they put Taker in a title match at Mania, because before Brock, you always knew he was going to win. Like, there was no question that he wasn't going to win. So it's like, here it's, well, they had him lose the one time, is he going to lay down for Roman Reigns? We don't know. But I really... As much as I love Taker, as much as I adore Taker, I don't want to see him as the Universal Champion. But I think they're going to put the, if they do that, they're going to put the title on him just to say he had it. And I don't think that's right. I mean, it's like, I love Taker. I think he's amazing. But he's also almost 52 years old. He's not there full time. He can't be there full time. It's not like Brock, when they put the title on Brock a couple years ago and he never showed up, it's like, well, that's different because that's Brock's schedule. And Brock chooses not to be there. Taker really shouldn't be there. I know he's fine. I know he's in decent health. But his body isn't what he it used to be. He's not what he used to be. I don't know if making him champion is the right move in this era, in this time frame, because it's like, oh yay, you know, yay, Taker's champion, that's awesome. I just, I don't, I don't think that's right. Goldberg and Brock are going to cancel each other out. They're, they're going to work against each other and they're going to go to Mania. I really, I really want Bray to win this match. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to say I want Bray Wyatt to win this match. I don't think he's going to, but I want him to because I want them to finally do something with him. They've had him with Randy. He's really kind of been coming back into his own. He's hitting his stride again. Give him this. Make him that next top heel on SmackDown. Let him challenge for that title, whoever gets it, whether it's Cena, whether it's Styles. Whether 
it's Randy Orton. Whether it's Randy Orton, whether it's Luke Harper, you know, whoever. Let Bray Wyatt challenge for the title. Let him win the title. Because here's the thing. With Bray Wyatt, that creates a very interesting dynamic for mania. We know he's on the outs with Luke, but he and Luke can always kiss and make up. But also, Eric is coming back into play right around WrestleMania. Could we see Rowan? Could he help Wyatt win a title? I don't know. But I want Bray Wyatt to win the match. So I'm going Bray Wyatt. What? Not Samoa Joe? I'll take Joe too. He's on my team. Samoa Joe is going to debut in this Royal Rumble. I have a feeling Ty Dillinger will be in this Royal Rumble. I can't wait to see what other surprises they have. It'd be a cool tie-in to have Sid Vicious come down there since it'll be 20 years since he challenged for the WWE Championship and have him be a player of the Royal Rumble in that same building. I can't wait to see who shows up because there's at least a few spots that are available. I made an order prediction. It's available now on wildtalkradio.com. So, I, I can't... This is my favorite event for that reason. It's going to be a lot of surprises. The winner's going to be shocking. Triple H could be in this match. Now, before we go and, and wrap this up, Seth Rollins, if it doesn't happen on at the Rumble, it's going to happen on Monday, Triple H will return. But I can see Seth Rollins showing up at the Royal Rumble and calling out Triple H. And they have a wild, epic brawl at the Rumble. I can see that happen. I can also see Triple H entering the Royal Rumble and then Seth Rollins screwing him out of it. Even though Rollins isn't in it. But Rollins could come down and eliminate Triple H from it. Because Triple H would take the spot that Seth had. Anyway, that's yeah. how that goes. Samoa Joe's a possibility. Goldberg's a possibility. Brock's a possibility. Taker's a possibility. Bray's a possibility. Orton's a possibility. And so on and so forth. You have a variety of winners. Only one will win. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Awesome. It's going to be exciting. Video game went with Big E Langston, which we sim live Tuesday night at 1130 at Show. We're not streaming this week because there's a reason we'll tell you about it in a minute. The 8-ball pick Brock Lesnar. I actually went through like five different possibilities before I got the Brock. Um, it's one of those things. I just... Yeah. I'm going... I'm sticking with my guy. I'm going Tanker. He's been my good prediction all along. Here I go. really like how it's not obvious. Yeah. I really like how it's like, oh, yeah, you know, because in the past years, we've all been like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's going to win. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be exciting. No, this year, it's like, I really honestly don't know who's going to win. I'm not entirely sure who's going to win, and I'm really okay with that. It's like, yeah, let's do this. I can't wait to watch the Rumble. Like, this is the first time in a long while I've been excited for Rumble. Because, you know, it's always, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so's going to win the Rumble, and everybody's going to be pissy and because that's how it's been in the past because it's just it's like when starting when batista won and then you know following suit with reigns it was like oh god you know i just i don't want to watch this i don't want to deal with this because everybody complained everybody whined it's just like ugh. if anyone uh, if anyone starts the hashtag cancel wwe network y'all should be taken off the internet yeah but i like how this year it's like there's something different you don't know who's gonna win there's a lot of wild cards in this it's unpredictable and i'm like cool cool <laughs> It's like awesome. Let's yeah. It's like I, I can't wait to watch this. I'm really excited for it. So bring it on. But speaking of bring it on, we need to we need to make an announcement. We need to make an announcement. Yes. Because well, we're bringing stuff on. Well, not we, but we are joining the Audio Wrestling Showdown Network. AudioWrestling.com. I'll get their plug right. I swear to God for their annual Wrestling Radio Awards. That's right. All the cheap shilling. All the begging, all the pleading, all the Twitter posts, the Tumblr posts, the Facebook posts. Yes, it's finally going to pay off, y'all, because the award show is this Tuesday. Now, what we're doing on that show is we're going to be presenting Rustler of the Year. That's what we're doing. So go to Wrestling Radio Awards on Tuesday between 11 and 11.30. We will post out the thing. We have a roundtable discussion on the show. We are going to be a part of it. So go to WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Listen to it. I broke out my tiara just for this. So tune in, WrestlingRadioAwards.com. We're going to be hosting, we're going to be doing 
the roundtable for the wrestler of the year. So check it out, WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Tuesday, when I know the time, I'll post it all on Twitters and everything like that. Yeah. Which you can follow at Wild Talk Radio, at Rack Radio Show. We'll be back next Thursday night for another edition of The Rack, 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll review NXT TakeOver and Royal Rumble. Plus the news, SmackDown, etc. You know the deal. Rack Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show. Five days of content. All the simulations from Rumble and NXT are going up. The Rumble's up. TakeOver stuff is coming tomorrow. YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show. Saturday night, midnight distance. CB Radio, the weird, the wacky, the unusual. We're doing the greater than great debate. Intern special. Comedy movies. Go back and listen last week where we did cartoons. CBRadioLive.com for all that. CBRadioLive on Facebook, Twitter.com. Hashtag Glam Rob when a celebrity dies. Good going, Rob. Really, Rob? I mean, God, Mary Tyler Moore. What the hell? This uh, We talked about this. You were not going to pull this in 2017. We discussed this after Carrie Fisher. Clearly he didn't listen. He clearly he doesn't listen. Sunday is Russell Talk Radio with Heartbreak Mike Timstein and the Omega recapping the Royal Rumble right after the Rumble ends 11 p.m. ish. At WTR Sunday on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be back for the Rumble Push at 11 10 p.m. Eastern. And back here next Thursday night for another edition of Rack. 10 p.m. Eastern. Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. And go post your pics. Facebook.com slash groups slash Wild Talk Radio Network. Now you can go. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off there. I have you follow a, me on... I have a lot. Just yeah, I know you do. I thought you were done. So, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Lensward, L-A-N-S-W-R-D. You can go to my website, psychworddesigns.com. If you like my artwork, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for you viewing pleasure at behance.net slash Lensward, same as the Twitters. And don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors, Gerwick.net. TNAsylum.net, the haven for TNA fans, and wrestling figure photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, don't forget, Wrestling Radio Awards this coming Tuesday. Watch the Twitter machines because we will be putting out the time as soon as we have it, so you don't want to miss it. We do an awesome, awesome roundtable for Wrestler of the Year. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to the Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! Fight tonight! WildTalkRadio.com